Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Samach Ches. Samach Ches Imsoch. Yesterday we got down halfway down the page, and we'll continue from there. The two dots in the middle of the page, and we learn for a four shleima for Tova Miriam Bastvora Mindel. <clears throat> Mishnah had said back on Samach Hamid Beis, we said that uh, the following things were Docha Shabbos when when Erev Pesach came out on Shabbos. Obviously Shechita Zrika, which is not really uh, Machal Shabbos. But some things are karov to, to be uh, machal Shabbos. The next item was michi kravov, cleansing out the bowels. What do we mean by that? My michi kravov says the Gemara right in the middle of the page. Rafun Omar They take a knife and puncture the bowels in order to remove the dung that's inside. Because if you leave it there till they roast it at night, don't forget you can't roast the animal until matzah Shabbos. So if they leave it there for a few hours, it'll. It'll um, foul up the, uh, the meat, and therefore it was necessary in order to proceed and be able to eat the meat, they had to clean this out. So Rashi offers two explanations. One is that the Lashon of Michui is basically like it softens up. The, the dung that's, that's stuck in the bowels is softened up, and you use the knife to press against that to push it out. Uh, or another Lashon is that Michui actually is the puncturing like a timchaseich malik to blot them out, like puncturing or breaking that. So that's one shot. Rafuna says that that's what we mean by michui kravav, cleansing them out via a knife. Chiyabaravamar sirkedemaya. It actually refers to the uh, the michui itself is this uh, uh, you know sticky, slimy, viscous uh, material in the bowels. That's what it means sirkedemaya. Rashi says uh, Rashi and the Rashi here is on both sides of the page. The top on the left side says lecha the the liquidy moist material that's stuck in the bowels by pushing on it uh, and and over here which is really like the first chapter but the question is what does the lashon of michui refer to does michui refer refer to the material does it refer to the puncturing like the pshat of according to Rashi here according to Rav Barav. Michli here means the shameful or disgusting uh, material. That's Lashna Michli means, Rashi says, Michli Lashna Dover Bazui, something shameful or something uh, that's uh, repulsive. As we'll see from based on this on the Pasik that Chiyabarav refers to. In other words, where did the Lashna Michli come from? Doesn't mean like blotting out, doesn't mean pressing, like you're pressing against the bowels with the knife. Or does Michi refer to the repulsive material itself, the viscous material in the bowels? Denafka agavduchka de sakina. It's the material that comes out by a pressing of the knife. Omar Rabbalazar, my time at what's his, where did he get that from? Where did Chibarab get that idea that Michi refers to this material, to the material itself in the bowels? It says, "Vacharbos mechim." Pasuk Yishai says, "Vacharbos mechim gorim yochelu." Not gerim, but gorim means the wasteful places of the fat ones. Vacharbos mechim, the fat ones, the bad ones. Gorim yochelu and gorim, those who dwell there, refers to the tzaddikim. In other words, if the tzaddikim will live in Eretz Yisrael, they will take over the wasteful places of the waste places of the mechim, the fat ones, the disgusting people. That's the idea that he gets that these are the uh, shameful or disgusting or repulsive people, the Rasham. 
My mashma, how do you see this in the lashon of the words Chabas Mechem Garmi Ochelu? Can the Targum Yosef, that Targum says, the assets of the evil ones, Tzadikim Yachsunen, will be consumed by the Tzadikim. Uh, the Pasuk in Yeshaya says exactly those words. The whole Pasuk is, as we'll see in Rebroch Vasim Kedavram, the uh, sheep will see, as is in their custom, customary way, as in their pasture, Kedavram, as they pasture, and here Rashi tells us, means that Sadikim, Shehem Kedavram, like the dwellers there, they will eat them. They will eat Mechem Vishmenim, the fat ones, the Charvos Mechem, the Bate Rasham, Shem Shmenim, the houses of the Rasham, which who are fat and wasteful, uh, will be consumed by the Tzadikim, Lasa Lavo. So, uh, and, uh, and that's what he said, that's what he means. So therefore, Mechem over here refers to the fat ones, the disgusting ones. The Pasuk, at the beginning of the Pasuk, says, Varok Vasim Kedavram, and the sheep, again, refers to the Tzadikim, Rashi says, Kavasim uh, Yisrael will pasture Kedavram as in their, they will graze as in their pastures. What does that mean? Amar Nashim Bar Yirmi Amarav like like as is spoken about them, they were going to graze. They'll graze on the fat of the Rishon. So Ma'ikim Udubrum or Bayis is Mechem Gar as as the pasuk goes on to say, as if they go, as if it's a continuation. The Tzadikim and the Yisraelim will pasture. They will eat like it's said about them. Where is it said about them in the following four words? They will eat them. That's what Abai says. That's what was speaking about them. And as the Pashit, the, the translation is, of the Pasuk is that the Kvasim, the sheep, will graze as in their pastures. But he darshins like as it's said about them, going on. If it wouldn't say with a vav, if the pasuk would read, you could say the beginning of the pasuk uh, is explained by the end of the pasuk. How will they eat them? They will eat them because they the tzaddikim will eat the fat of the bad guys of the rasham. If it would say that without the vav, fine. Then I would understand your pshat. It says vicharbos. It's like two separate things. One is vero kvasim kedavram that the uh, sheep will eat, as in their pastures means that they will eat. Uh, they will eat the fat of the land, and now and then when it says vicharbos vicharbos mechim garmi ochelu is a separate thing because there's a vav in between. It's like two separate uh, phrases. Amar bai vicharbos amalei rab bishlam yiksev vicharbos kedagamer hashdich sev vicharbos milsachritikam. It's telling you separate things. What is he telling you? El Amarava, Kirav Khanan al Amarav, Damrav Khan Amurava, Sidan Sadikim, that Sadikim eventually will in the future, Shiyhiwasamesim, they will resurrect the dead, that Sadikim themselves will have that power. How do you see that? Ksivhocha Vraukvasim Kedavram. In other words, you're right that the the end of the Pasik is like maybe like Ravkiya Barav referred to. That he said, okay, the fat, uh, the the waste of the waste places of the fat ones, the rishon, will be eaten by the tzaddikim. But the, what about the first part of the pasuk, varo kvasim, varo If it would be according, Abaya said it's all one thing. That's the same idea. Rabbi says no. There's a vav in between. Therefore, the first part of the pasuk is referring to something else. That the sheep will graze kedavram. What does that mean? That uh, that the tzaddikim eventually will resurrect the dead. Well, how do we know? Here it says Barok Vasim Kedavram grazing. Ksiv Hasim Yiru Bashan the Gilad. 
Kimei Olam, that the Bashar and Gilad, these two places, will graze like days of old. What do we mean by that? Bashan refers to Elisha, Habam and Abashan. Elisha came from Bashan from that place. So it refers to Elisha, as we know, who resurrected the dead by the Shunamis. Shemer Vianai Veshafat Baboshan. And Shafat was Elisha's father. Po Elisha ben Shafat. Here is Elisha ben Shafat. So you see that Bashan refers to the person who came from Bashan, which is Elisha ben Shafat. And Gilad's Elio, Shenem, we know Elio, Agiladish, Shenemar, Vayom Elio, Atishbi, Mitoshave, Gilad. So Elio and, and um, Elisha, his, his, uh, his, uh, pro, you know, his protege, uh, that uh, they were both, you know, they both resurrected the dead as the stories are told in Tanakh. So we know they resurrected the dead, and that's the idea over here that Yiru, it says Yiru Boshin Vigilad, and it also says Yiru. Kvasim of Varok Vasim Kidavim as a sped as a said about them, like it said where? As it said by uh, Elio and by Elisha. So that's what it refers to over here. Um that that uh that, that that's the first chart of the Pasik. That's a tzaddikim, uh that Sadikim, the Kvasim, where that's refers to the Tzadikim, they eventually will resurrect the dead in the same way that Elio and Elisha did it. Omar of Shmuel we're at the second of the wide lines on the page. We find this idea that Tzadikim eventually will resurrect the dead. The elders will sit and dwell in the streets of Yishlaim. Everybody will be holding their staff, their cane, in their hands from many days. They're so old that they're all walking with a stick. It says, oh, That's what it says, that I'll put my my staff, right, by Elisha, by, uh, by Elisha, it says, uh, I'll put my staff on the face of the child. That's how he, that's how he, uh, he made him live, right? He, he caused, he, that's how he resurrected this kid who was dead, he revived him. And therefore, so therefore we see that the cane or the staff, uh, the thing that he leaned on is mentioned by both. So just like uh, Elisha revived the uh, dead child, the same way, eventually the Canaan Skanos of will also be able to revive the dead. Ula asked the following question. Rami, he asked the stira. See, it says, it says Bilam of that pasuk that people quote all the time at funerals. Bilam of that eventually the death will be swallowed up forever. There will be no more death. Ksivit says, Kianar ben Meyashana Yamus, that a child will live even to a hundred years. So on the one hand, it says, there's a contradiction. One hand, it says, there'll be no more death. The other hand, it says, well, people will live a long time, but they'll still die. It says, the Jews won't live, but the Goyim will die eventually. The, Jew, the Jews will live forever, but the Goyim will not. What are the Goyim doing over there? The strangers will get up for roads. They will, they will uh, shepherd your flocks for you. And the sons of the strange ones, meaning the goyim, they will be your plowmen, the kormechim, and your vine dresses. They'll work for you. They'll be your workers while you sit and learn. He asked this kasha. He asked the following contradiction. He asked the following contradiction. He says, Rami, he says, it says, eventually the moon will be shamed, and the sun will be ashamed. In other words, they won't light that much. They won't give off so much light. On the other hand, it says, eventually the oral of we say this 
in Kiddush Levana, the or, the or Levana, the light of the moon will eventually be as bright as that of the sun. And the sun will be seven times. According to Rashi, it comes out that it's 49 times seven, and he says it's a whole cheshmer that it's 343 times, but the sun will be very, very bright, extremely bright. So which one is it? In the days of the Mashiach, it'll be very bright, but Olam Haba, when things will be, when the Olam Haba, it'll be very shame. Why? Because then we'll have the Zohar, the rays of the Shekhinah, will be so bright there that it'll be, uh, that, that light of the sun will be like nothing. It doesn't mean that the sun will change its light, it just means by comparison. Um, so he says that, according to Shmuel says that Olam and Moshe Mashiach are the same. It's not going to be that it's any brighter. According to what he said before, the sun will be brighter in the Moshe Mashiach, and, and, but, uh, but compared to the Zohar in the Olam Abba, it won't be so bright. But Shmuel said even the Moshe Mashiach is no different than right now. The only difference between now and the Moshe Mashiach, the Shibit Malchus, will be free. Maybe this is already a Moshe Mashiach. We'll be free people. We won't be subservient to the Goyim. So according to him, that uh, Michael and Amer. So what do you mean? What's the difference between Moshe Mashiach and Olam Abba? You're right. The Moshe Mashiach is no different than right now. Both of these among the tzaddikim, the light will be very bright, but among the shechina, where, this, where the, uh, the rays of the shechina will be so strong, then the light of the sun will appear like nothing. Rashi is not that clear over here. Um, but in terms of Olam uh, Abba, here Rashi and Sanhedrin talk the same And according to Shmuel, In other words, the light of the Shechina will be so bright that the light of the sun will, so to speak, be embarrassed and will be more um, uh, will be more subdued. Um, Rava asked the following question. We asked these theories about things that are going to happen in the future, so we're trying to understand them. Uh, Gemara's were brought down and said it in the same way. Abrava Rami Ksiv, he asked the, Rami, he asked the following steer. Ksiv, it says, Ani I will, I kill and I will revive, and I will resurrect. Ksiv, Machatsti, I wound them, Vani Arapa, and I heal them. So, If Hashem can revive the dead, can resurrect the dead, certainly he can heal them. What's the big deal about saying over here that Hashem is resurrecting, uh, that Hashem is. Um, is uh, healing healing the wounded or healing the sick? Of course, if he can resurrect the dead, he can certainly heal the sick. In other words, as we're going to explain more, the next price is also going to explain. But Rashi explains it already here. You might say when Hashem says, "I I need Mamis to Mechaya," yeah, of course, we're talking about two different people. There's a baby born, and there's an old person who died of Corona, right? So. Uh, we're talking about two different people. Maybe Mamis and Mechaya, Hashem kills the, the older people or the uh, other people, and he makes new people be born. No big chiddush in that. We see that Maisim B'Kol Yom. So you might say when he says, Ani Amos Mechaya, we're talking about two different people. I killed some people and I make, an, and I make born other people. He says, no. Just like, just like when I say I wound and I heal the wounded, we're talking about the same person, the same way, the person who died also will be made to live. Lasad Lavo, Ezrat Hashem Bekoro, right? Just like I, I uh, wound and heal the same person, when I talk about death and revival, I'm talking about the same person. Tan Rabbanan. 
This Brisa expands on that, explains that more. I kill and I resurrect. And I might think, fine, one person dies, another person lives. Like the world is accustomed to see. I wound and I heal. Just like healing I'm healing the person who's already wounded. This is the source of people who say there's no where do you find where's the source for Torah? This is the Pasik in Tanakh that says Ani Omis the Achaya. It's not a Pasik in Tanakh, it's Pasik in the Torah. Ani it's in Pasik at the end of of Dvarim. Ani Mesvachaya. So I'm saying that I um, I I heal. I will revive the person who died already. So you see Tchiyas Torah. Another shot in this can be the following. First, I revive the dead in the same way that they died. A person who died, let's say, missing a leg or uh, lame in some other way. Uh, so first I cause him, I, I revive him. Then afterwards I heal his wound. So that's another shot in that. But either way, the shot is that Hashem, he, Hashem revives the one who's dead. Back to, our, back to the mission. The mission says another thing that uh, is mechal, that were mechal Shabbos for on erev Pesach is the burning of the fats. And here we be a Tanya Rab Shimon Bore. Remember we learned in Kachim Shchita Kabbalah has to be done during the day. However, the burning of Emurim can be done the whole night. So over here the question arises: Okay, as we know, we said already, you can't roast the carbon Pesach on Shabbos. So if you shechted it and you did the avod on Shabbos, but when do you roast it? Only Matzah Shabbos as you're getting ready for the seder, right? What, what, so what about that? Why can't you burn the fast also at night? Why don't you wait for Matzah Shabbos? We say, no, you burn them on Shabbos. Why? Look how great is, it is to perform, how dear it is to perform a mitzvah in its time. Many times we delay things. No, do it on time. Because the burning of the fats and the limbs and the fat pieces are kosher the whole night. You could do it the whole night. But you don't wait till Matzah Shabbos. That's part of the avoda, and you could do it even during the day, even though it's kosher to do it at night. But do it bisman. The best thing is do it on time. Don't delay. Don't procrastinate. Here, and carrying it in and bringing it into the city, carrying it is a problem of carrying it on Shabbos. We're talking about that's not docha Shabbos or bringing it outside the for a minute. We said those things aren't permitted because that could have been done before Shabbos. Also, removing a wart that the animal has, right? That also can be verminu. In Erevin, the Gemara says, You can, you may, you may cut off the wart in the base of Mikdash on Shabbos. Why? Because it's only a shvus, an ain't shvus by Mikdash. So uh, here we say in our Gemara, ain't dochen as a Shabbos. Over there in Erevin, it says, in the base of Mikdash, it is dochen Shabbos. So what's going on with the So the Gemara in Erevin says, if you do it with an instrument, it's also in both cases. Either way, it's also. Right, so what do we mean by that, right? So it, 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 there it says in the Mesa Migdish, we're not goes if you do it by hand because it's only a shvus, an ancient shvus from Migdish with a cleat saucer. But here we say that it's also to do on Shabbos in the Mesa Migdish. So which one is it? So Rabbi Lazar Reskalini, they each offer an answer. Chad Omer, Both talking about doing it by hand, but Habalach Abiyavesha. Our is speaking about when the wart is moist. That's already also. And even if you say ancient shvus 
even if it's changed for Migdish, but yeah, and you know, we allow things but not things that could have been done before Shabbos. You could have taken care of this before Shabbos. You didn't have to do it on Shabbos right when you're doing the Shita. Could have done before. So in Ervin when it says you can cut it off in the basement, we're talking about a dry one. A dry one is not even a shvus, right? like a Rashi says. Right, so wh- why didn't you say it goes like Rebelezer? Rebelezer and Rebelezer and our Mishnah holds like Rebelezer de Mila. Right, that's the same Rebelezer who says that what that Machshir Mitzvah are also Docha Shabbos, even Machshir Mitzvah. We don't want to say that because uh, you want you want to say it goes like Rebelezer over there. Why? Because it says with a kli you can't do it. Right, and in, in Erevin it says with a kli with an instrument you can't cut off with the scissors or a knife you can't cut it off. According to Rebelezer, you should be able to do that too because he holds Machshir Mitzvah Docha Shabbos also. So we can't say it goes like Rebelezer. So the answer is very simple. It's much to do over there. We're speaking about a dry one, so it's not even a shvus. Over here, it is a shvus. I, so ain't shvus b'migdash. Yes, but if it's something that could have been done before, we hold, we're going like Rabbi Shua and Rabbi Kiva, who say that something that could have been done before Shabbos, like by Mila, you should have brought the knife in before Shabbos. Don't make to make the knife for the Mila on Shabbos itself. The, the Mila... And as the shechit over here of the carbon pestle could not be done before Shabbos or after Shabbos. It has to be done bisman. But the other things that it could have been done should have been done before. So one answer is that in Eivim we're talking about a dry one. Here we're talking about a moist one. And therefore it's a shvuz and it could have been done before Shabbos. V'chad omar They're both speaking by a moist one. V'lo kasha. Habiyad habakli. Over there we're speaking about when you say it's mutter, as we said, it says with a kli it's also, but yad it's okay. Our mish is speaking about with a kli and with a kli it's also. Ulamat, right? Because that's already a shvus, and we don't allow that. So when you say over there that it's mutter, it's speaking about where you did it by hand. So it's like kalachriyad, and therefore it's it's mutter. There in biyad, masisim akli. That's a malacha gemura. If you do it with a kli, it's a malacha. It's not even a shvus. You do you're cutting it with an instrument. That's already and you're cutting off something from a, a detaching a, a an item from something which is uh, which is attached. That's already a malacha, and you can't do. But over there, it's speaking about where you did it by hand. So the Gemara now asks each one, why didn't he give the answer of the other one? If the one who says that, like that we just said, that um, oh, in our mission we're speaking about you do it with a kli, which is also over there, it's biyad, my time alone, or biyad, lokasho, balach, biyash. Why didn't you say over there it's mutter because it's a dry one? It's not even cutting off. If it's dried out already, it's like dead. It's like dead skin. It just crumbles. That's not even cutting. That's no, there's no chiddush in that. So over there, that's not even, that's why, uh, a, he didn't want to say that, speaking about a dry one, a dry one is not even cutting. So therefore he says, they're both speaking by a lacha, and one is with, by hand, one is by, uh, and one is with an instrument. The one says, both by hand, he says, in Aaron, we're speaking about a dry one, and our mission is speaking about by a moist one. Why didn't he just say, both speaking about a moist one, why didn't he give an answer and say, and our mission was speaking by Kli, and therefore speaking by Yadam Melcha, Kli, Akhtani Hosam, Imbekli, Kamakarasar. What do you want to tell me? In Erevan, of course, it's speaking about Bayad because it says Imbekli, Kamakarasar. So, what do you need our Mishnah for? In Erevan, already tells me that you can't cut off a wart on Shabbos with, um, uh, with, a, with a Kli. So, what's the Chiddush there for? The Edech, so why the other one who says, yes, our mission is speaking about with the Kli, and that's speaking about Yad, why did he have to tell me Kli and Erevan? We already learned. Erevan was learned before Psachim, presumably, as, as, we, as, as is the order in Shas, the way, way we learn. The Edech, Tani Kli, Hacha, even though not necessarily, it could be in this, it's the same Seder Moed, right? So maybe, maybe it is, the, there should be an order to it. The Edech, Tani Kli, Hacha, Plukted Rablaz Rabbi Shua, You're right. We really learned the Yisr of using a Kli, which is a whole Malacha, 
in Erevin. And the reason it was mentioned here is because we want to emphasize the machlokes from Shua and Rebbe Lezer, because according to Rebbe Lezer, even with a Kli Mutter, because according to Rebbe Lezer, even Machshir Mitzvah Docha Shabbos, you're allowed to be Machal Shabbos, even with a Machshir Mitzvah. So therefore, even if there's a Machshir Mitzvah, what we want to say, Rebbe Lezer says that's Mutter, Rebbe Shua says that's us, as we saw in a Mishra, Rebbe Lezer says Docha, and all those things are Docha Shabbos. So the, in the Machlokes, Rebbe Lezer and Yeshua, Remember, Rabbi Lezer says, listen, if Shechita, which is a, which is a Malacha Dorais, is Docha Shabbos, these things which are only Shvus, right, uh, cleaning things out, and Zerikas Dam, and Hector Chol, those things are only Shvus, certainly they should be Docha Shabbos, and like cutting off a wart should also be Docha Shabbos. That's, that's Rabbi Lezer's opinion. Rabbi Shua says, no, Rabbi Shua says, I'll show you the other way. I'm Rabbi Shua, look at Yantiv, where it's, you're allowed to do a Malacha, like cooking on Shabbos, cooking, baking on Shabbos, but Shavuos, you're not allowed to. So Rabbi Lezer said to him, Modi Tama Yeshua, that's only your Shavuos, Domi Uriah from Yontav, Yontav is not even a mitzvah, it's only Rishus. So Rabbi Shua, Tamei Domi Sumchus Yontav is also a mitzvah. It's also a mitzvah, and yet you see that even though you're allowed to do a malacha on Yontav, you still can't do a Shavuos. We were not matir the things that were only, uh, the things that were also Bishum Shavuos, we're not matir those things. Rashi says, uh, back in the Mishnah, you still can't bring out something outside Tchum Shabbos, even Tchum Shabbos only Rabbanan. So you so you see the Tchumen, even things which are also Rabbanan, are also on Yantiv. So the same thing over here. But and so Rabbi Lezer told them, "What do you bring me right from Yantiv? Yantiv is not even a mitzvah." But Rabbi Shul says it is a mitzvah. Rabbi Shul Tamei Dama Simchas Yantiv Nami Mitzvah. The Tanya Rabbi Lezer Omer. Famous Machlokes. What do you do on Yantiv? So <clears throat> Rabbi Lezer said, you could do whatever you want. You could either eat all day, you could learn all day, you could sit and learn all day, whatever you want. Rabbi Shua says, no, you must split it. Rabbi Shua says, no, you must split it. Part of the, t- part of the time is for Achil Vashtiya, and part of the time is learning. You should spend the day, the day usefully, like the Rambam Paskins. They both darshaned the same part of, they both darshaned, the same, they both dash the psukim in the same way. It's not mikrechet. Kosovecha, uh, so, one pasuk says, Atzeres Hashem Alekecha. One pasuk says, You should have Atzeres. Atzeres is an solemn assembly for Hashem. That means Torah. It should be an assembly for you, your pleasure. So, it doesn't have to be a mixture. You could have, you could do whatever you want. You could eat, you could, you could have, you could sit and learn all day and not eat, or if you want, you could eat all day. Do any way, mix and match any way you want. Rabbi Shua says no. Savar Chalkeo, since the Pasik says Atzeres Hashem Akechen says Atzeres Tielachem, you have to split it half to Hashem and half to you. So that's the Machlokas over here. So according to Rabbi Yeshua, it's a mitzvah. The Simcha of Yantif is, uh, and having eating on Yantif is a mitzvah. So it's a mitzvah to. To, uh, to especially when they didn't have, you know, they couldn't have uh, refrigeration and things like that. It was a mitzvah to shech the yon, uh, an animal on yontif and eat it. That's a mitzvah. It's not a rishus. It's not like if you want to. Rabbi Lezer says, no, you don't have to. If you want, you could sit and learn all day. The, the marshal, there was, this, this, is a, this comes into a lacha lemaisa about what, how you're supposed to do. As he said, the Ram says, you should split it. The marshal said that um, he had a big complaint against, apparently it's not only a modern custom that in shuls they have chazanim who stretch out the davening. The marshal, even hundreds of years ago, said, That's not. The people who, who, who sing in davening, the chazanim who go around or more than after chatziyayom, that's not chetzil uh, Hashem, In other words, even though some people might get pleasure out of listening to the music, 
uh, you're allowed to sing. You're allowed to sing on Yantif. Of course, uh, you're allowed to sing uh, together as part of the Simcha of Yantif. But if you sing for uh, most of the day, uh, davening, that's not Chetzil Hashem, Chetzil You're supposed to eat and drink, eat, drink, and be merry on Yantif. And you're also supposed to learn Torah. That's how we paskin like Rabbi Shua. Am Rabbi Am Rabbi This is not Rabbi Lezer. Rabbi Lezer is the author of our Mishnah. This is Am Rabbi Lezer. Am Rabbi Lezer. Hakam Moda Matzeres. Everybody's Moda on Shmi. Uh, this is Atzeres here means, um, whenever, whenever it's Atzeres Tam, that means Shvuas, right? Hakam Moda Matzeres. You have to eat also. Even though that's Matan Torah, it's to show that my time, it's the day that the Torah was given and we must show that we are so happy and joyous with the Torah that we should be Sameach and eat. Rashi says, Right, we should be happy to show Shavuos is, is a day that we're supposed to eat, eat and drink and be merry to show how happy we are with receiving the Torah. Shabbos is a different story. Shabbos, you have to have my time across the Shabbos Oneg. Oneg, you're supposed to you're supposed to call Shabbos a day of delight. So, of course, everybody's motivated there that on Shabbos you have to eat. No question about that. You can't have a fast on Shabbos, except for Yom Kippur. Everybody's Mordom Pur also There also you have to eat. So Purim, Shabbos, and and Shavuos, everybody's motor, you have to eat. You can't just sit and learn all day. He sat in fasting all year round. He always made fasts. Labar, but he never had made a fast matzarta from on Shavuos, as we've explained, to Puria and, and on Purim. Umali Yom Dikipura, and Erev Yom Kippur. Atzeres, Yom Shinba Torah, like we just explained, the day it was given the Torah, we have to show how happy we are with it. Puria, you may mishav asimchik It says you may mishav asimchik. Obviously, you have to eat on Purim. Mali yom rekipur on erev yom kippur. The tani chia barav barav midifti chia barav from difti. You learn the following thing: a famous klal that everybody has learned that v'nisim es nafshes sechem b'tishal chodesh, and you should afflict yourselves on the ninth of of uh, tishrei. V'chi b'tishrei misanen v'lo basir misanen. Maybe they fast also on the night. Now, one shot could be some say the shot is your toast for Yom Kippur. There's a mitzvah, some say like a derisa of toast of Shabbos, toast of Yom Tov, maybe not, maybe there's only Durabonim, but Shabbos is pretty much assumed that it's a, it's a, uh, it's a derisa. You're supposed to add on to Shabbos. You don't keep exactly from, uh, from Shkia until Tzayse You add on to Shabbos. You start Shabbos a little bit earlier. Keep it a little bit later. So on Yom Kippur also, some say, to show that even on the ninth, you're supposed to add on to the tenth day. But if you don't learn like that, Rashi says over here, uh, if you hold that there is no Indian of Tosfus Yom Kippur, so what's Pshat and Tisha L'Chodesh? Why do you have to flag, uh, afflict yourself on the ninth day? We, we, we only afflict ourselves on the tenth day when we fast. If you eat and drink on the ninth day, it's as if you fasted twice. So that's the Lashon of Venus and Shechem. So therefore, this, who was it? Mar Dravina said, I fasted on many days in the year, but I didn't fast on Shavuos and on Purim and on Erevim Kippur, because on Erevim Kippur, it's a special mitzvah to eat. So that's what he said. And some say, um, 
right? And some say Lamanda, Some say that even if you hold on Yom Kippur, you have to add on. He learns that from a different pasuk, and therefore this pasuk is available to teach us this drasha, which we hold lemaisa. You're supposed to eat and drink all on, on erev Yom Kippur. Some people keep a candy or something in their mouth. They try to eat all day to mekayim the mitzvah mahadrin mina mahadrin. Yosef, Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef. The, the Amora who uh, was sick, he was the Rebbe of Abai and Rabba. Um, Rabbi Yosef, on Shavuos, he said, He told his servant to prepare for me Eglatilsa. Eglatilsa, Rashi over here says it's the third, it's the, it's the calf that's grown, uh, the, third, the third to the baton of its mother. In other words, it's the third child born to its mother. That was like a choice meat. But I guess the that was considered to be mufchoru, its choice, it's considered like the best meat is when, when the mother had the third one, whatever, whatever the physiology is that uh, the first and second aren't as good, the fourth and fifth aren't as good, the third one is the best one. Some say eglatilsa we've had in many places means it's a third grown. In other words, it's like, it's a very, very tender. But that was considered a delicacy. He says, prepare for me on uh, Shavuos this eglatilsa. Omar, Elo Hayoma, if it wouldn't be Elo Hayoma Tegarim, if it wouldn't be for the influence of this day, this is this day is Goreim, who we are. If it wouldn't be for Matan Torah, we'd be just like all the other Goyim. Kama Yosef like he says, how many other Yosefs are there in the Shuk? Yeah, there's a lot of Joes out in the street, right? But uh, but what makes me different is the, the day of Shuas, the day we got the Torah. Rav every thirty days, he he reviewed all his learning. He finished Shas every 30 days. And he stood and he leaned against the side of the doorpost. Oh, my soul is rejoicing. I'm rejoicing. For you, my soul, I have read the Torah and I have studied the Mishnah for you. In other words, I've done it all for you, for you, your person. That you've, I, I made you something. I did this for my soul. Aini is learning Torah only for your own soul. Aini The Torah is not just to help an individual person. The whole world would not exist if it wouldn't be for the Torah. Hashem wouldn't keep the sun and the earth and the all the planets and the whole solar system and everything. The whole world would not exist. If it would not be for my covenant day and night, meaning learning Torah day and night, I would not. I would not make the physical presence, what we call nature, I wouldn't, I wouldn't keep nature going. So it's not just for that, right? The Talmud Torah, we're supposed to learn Torah day and night. If it wouldn't be for that, the world wouldn't exist. So it's not simply a personal thing, you're getting something. I don't think Morris says, yes, but me, when a person does it, he's first, when you sit and learn Torah, you're not thinking that the world is going to collapse if I don't learn Torah. You're doing it for your own betterment, because that's what Hashem gave us the Torah to learn, and eventually it also, by the learning Torah, we keep the world going. Am Ravashi. Ravashi now goes back to the machlokas between Rabbi Leezer and our mission, Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua tried to prove that, no, you, uh, you can't, uh, the Shavuosim are not docha Shabbos, just like it's not docha Yontif, and uh, Rabbi Leezer says, no, that it is, and then Rabbi Kiva also eventually t- uh, uh, took up the fight against Rabbi Leezer. But Ravashi says, even according to Rabbi Lezer, what did Rabbi Lezer tell Rabbi Yeshua? Rabbi Yeshua said, look, look, I got a Kalvachomer, Marach Yantif, right? Look at Yantif, uh, which is, uh, uh, which is, Yochicha, uh, which is, they were Matu there, Malacha. You're allowed to uh, shecht and cook on Yantif. Still, you can't do Shvus. 
So uh, Shabbos, which is not docha, stam melachas, if it's not a Pesach or something of that sort, certainly should not be docha shvus. So yantiv shichichu sheitir ba melacha basir shvus. So don't tell me, you know, marach, your melacha is docha Shabbos, certainly should be docha shvus. That's what Rabbi Lezra said. Look, if melacha, which is an Israel melacha, the rice is docha Shabbos, shvus, which is only drabbat, and certainly. So he says, look at, look at yantiv, where melacha is docha and shvus is not. So Rebelezer said, Oh, you're Yeshua. What do you bring me Raya from Yontif? Yontif is not even a mitzvah, it's only Rishus. Now the Gemara says, Omar Ravashi says, even according to Rebelezer's own viewpoint, that, sh- that Yontif is only Rishus, it's not even a mitzvah, as we saw before. Rebelezer holds, if you want, you can sit and learn all day. You don't have to eat on Yontif. Right? So, Maya the Kamar Rebelezer, Nami, Yontif Rishus, Islay Pircha. You could ask Akasha on Rebelezer there too. My Yontif Shitur Bar Melacha Shul Rishus, even though it's only Melacha, even though it's only Rishus, still you're allowed to. Shecht and cook on Yantif. Lo hita shvus, they were sheima. They were not matra shvus that went along with it, like bringing the animal in from Yuchutz Latchum. Shabbos, shelo hita by El Melachas on Mitzvah. And Shabbos, the only Melachas loud if it's a Mitzvah, like uh, like uh, bris mila or carbon Pesach. Only Melachas Mitzvah, only Melachas Mitzvah, and it didn't shlotata by shvusima. So in other words, matach Yantif, where they're matra Melacha of Rishus, but they're still not matra shvus. So Shabbos. Where they're only matter a melachas mitzvah, certainly they shouldn't be matter shvushima. But Rabbi Lezer will say it's not a kalvachom. Rabbi Lezer shvush the mitzvah other other flay. Yes, <laughs> don't bring me right from that. That's not a good kalvachomer. You want to say madach yantiv where there are matter even a melachas shvush they were matter shvush that is with it Shabbos which is a of which are matter only a melacha of mitzvah certainly it should be matter the shvush that's with it. But the answer is that's still shvush of a mitzvah. Rabbi Lezer says whereas the shvush on yantiv is only shvush of rishush. So shvush of rishush they weren't matter, but shvush of a mitzvah, they were matter. Therefore, Rabbi Lezer says in our Mishnah, he holds that all these things are mutter. You're allowed to carry the animal in, and you're allowed to bring him nechutz tachum, and you're allowed to cut off the abelas, even possibly if it's with a, with a knife, because he's machsher mitzvah, not only shvus, he's matter, he's even machsher, even melacha itself, like uh, fashioning a knife, or cutting off the wart with a knife. He says those things are also docha Shabbos, right? Blesser's matter those things. Certainly he's matter a shvus and a shvus of a mitzvah holds is different. Even if you're mat, mat, matter a shvus on yantif, shvus to a shvus, you're not matter. But shvus of a mitzvah, you are matter. And therefore, that's Rabbi Lezer's sheet. And he holds, as we said, that even melacha is mutter because he holds that mashir mitzvah are also docha Shabbos. The mice we came out, though, Rabbi Kiva took up the argument. We'll see Rabbi Kiva's argument then uh, in detail more tomorrow. Rabbi Kiva says, no, only thing that's allowed are things which could not be done before Shabbos. But a melacha, which could have been done before Shabbos, we're not matter. The only thing we're matter are things that couldn't be done before Shabbos or after Shabbos, like roasting is matter after Shabbos on Alela Seder. You, you, couldn't do, you didn't have to do that on Shabbos. And bringing, thing, bringing the animals in from Chutz Tchum or carrying them in is not mutter because that could have been done before Shabbos. All right, tomorrow, Mitzvah, we'll start with Tanya at the top of Samachtes. Have a good day, everybody.